Hey everyone, welcome to the show. You're listening to Can I, the Latchel podcast named for the acronym Continuous and Never Ending Improvement. At Latchel, we have a deep belief that you can't get better by staying the same. And our podcast is here to give you the tools and resources you need to achieve healthy growth. As a Y Combinator backed company, we know what it takes to have rapid, accelerated growth, and we want to pass our learnings along to you. At Latchel, we help property managers and landlords grow and scale by taking over 24 7 maintenance operations. We've developed an innovative mix of software and on demand support to help do that. Each week on this show, we bring on industry experts and we dive into the topics that'll help you shape your business. Welcome to the show. Let's get going. Hey, everybody. Welcome to this session. I'm Ethan Lieber here, the CEO of Latchel. And with me today is Blaze Case, a senior consultant from RentBridge. We're going to be diving in today into how to master property management marketing and workflow automation. Uh, all of this in the effort of helping you manage more doors with less overhead and preventing costly mistakes from happening. Welcome to the show, Blaze. Hey, man. Thanks for having me on. I'm real excited. It's a pleasure. I'm, I'm excited to dig in here. And maybe we can start with quick high-level bio on RentBridge. So for anyone that doesn't know RentBridge, what, what's the elevator pitch? Yeah. So quick pitch, uh, the elevator pitch, as you call it, uh, we provide workflow automation and uh, inbound marketing automation for property managers. And our goal is to help a property manager grow without having to hire uh, more staff. They can work with who they already have and hopefully relieve a lot of that stress that they have. I think it's a, it's a huge topic right now in the space. And part of the reason I love that you're on the show is Latchell does a lot of the same types of things. We have the same ethos in a yes. sense, which is how, how do you reduce that overhead? How do you create efficiencies and how do you enable what we call on our side scalability, right? Mm -hmm. How do you, how do you scale your company efficiently? And a lot of that comes down to workflow automations and, and things like that. Um, before we get too deep into how you do workflow automation and that inbound marketing automation, I, I want to get to know you a little bit better. Can you tell me your story? How, how did you end up at RentBridge? Well, it's uh, it's funny. I mean, it, it's all weird how it all played out. But actually, before property management, I met my wife uh, back at college at Angela State. And uh, we started dating after college. I was working in Austin for a contractor. And the company had gotten uh, bought out. And I was going to lose my job by the end of the year, basically. Uh, so my uh, father-in-law, my uh, Brian Birdie, so he would have been my uh, girlfriend's father at the time, connected me with James Alderson, who runs uh, property uh, pro, uh, property reports on site. And um, I went to work in San Antonio as a inspector doing periodic inspections for property management companies. And uh, during this time, I was going through the uh, Border Patrol hiring process. So it was kind of one of those, what am I, what am I doing just to keep money in my pocket deal? And uh, a couple months of doing that, uh, position opened up at Birdie Properties. Uh, Brian asked me to come in and I started going to work for them as a leasing coordinator. Again, on the precept of this is a temporary thing. You know, you're, you're trying to finish up this Border Patrol hiring process. And then January of 2014, I actually turned down a, what they call an interim date letter uh, and turned down the Border Patrol and decided I was going to stick it out with property management. And it's crazy on the border. It's crazy with tenants and owners. So I, I I got to deal with crazy all the time. At least I was in the AC. <laughs> so <laughs> I, uh, I started uh, my career as a leasing court or as a property uh, reports inspector into leasing coordinator. And um, at that time, automation and anything kind of being automated was kind of not there. Uh, we were still hand typing applications. Uh, they would come in and we would key them in to run the background checks. And I just like, there has to be a better way. And that's kind of where I bought the, this got into the bug of automation as I found someone that could literally online run an application and, and give us all the information we needed within a matter of minutes. So, so I moved you, to the ranks. You got into this workflow automation side while you were at Birdie Properties? 
not so much the workflow, but more so how to automate your business, how to do more with less. Uh, the mm. funny thing that people say in property management is throw bodies at the problem. At one point, we had well over 25 employees, and that's a lot of bodies for a property management company, and you still had problems. Uh, by the time I was at the end of my career at Birdie Properties, I was running the maintenance side of the business, and um, I had found a company that had just come out and was doing some maintenance automation. And I brought them on along with a phone call or a phone answering company that could answer our nights and weekends. You guys weren't around yet, unfortunately. Right, so right. at the time I, I, I took multiple different companies and plugged them in and we actually reduced the maintenance staff and cut them down to where uh, it was just a few of us instead of a whole maintenance team, because we can now do a lot more with less. And then, uh, I had an opportunity to step out and go work for maybe one of your competitors <laughs> for a little bit. And <laughs> I actually, I, I, I'm not, I don't think I would consider them a competitor. I think I know you're, are you talking about homie? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. So tell us about yeah your experience at, at, well, actually before you jump into homie, I do want to pick out something you said that I think is a, a key value point for, for anyone listening to this which is I think there's a misconception oftentimes that when you feel pressured and crunched, you feel like that means you need more people yes. and that more people help solve the problem, which isn't always true. I oftentimes was more people makes, make it worse. Makes it worse. I was guilty of it. When I first took over as a director, I, I, you know, I said, there's, I got to hire more people and the, well, where's the money going to come from? Like, how are we going to hire more people when we, we've got to go, grow this many more doors, you gotta bring this many doors on. So that that's every property manager faces that at some point in time. They feel that they gotta make a high level hire in order to alleviate a lot of the stress points that are happening within their business. And uh, don't, if you're listening to it, don't freak out. I mean, we've all done it. <laughs> if you're growing your business, it's like a natural reaction. I need to hire an ex to, to combat all this stuff. And truly it's a lot of the work process. What's going on? Sometimes it's a kink in the chain. Sometimes it's a personnel problem, but uh, a lot of the time it can just be a, you know, automated is the best way of putting it. And, and I think to your point, like the 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 process piece is sort of the the opposite side of the coin of the automation piece. You need to have your processes down to automate. The automation is process based, and oftentimes that's, we find that that's a lot with our clients when they come in. Their processes aren't they don't even have them written down let's like that that blows my mind They're, they don't even have if i was like if that guy got hit by a bus and you had to put someone in their seat could they do they have a manual do they have something that could help them out no the hostage rebuild from scratch and that's scary because you're going to have someone quit on you you're going to have someone that going to be sick you know take a vacation and you need to have processes in place and you know what uh, michael park and heather park figured out is really creative and, and really an ingenuous way of getting around your workflow. And Michael and Heather, are the uh, are they the founders of RentBridge? Yes, they are. Yeah. So let, let's continue along your story. So you're, <laughs> you're at Birdie Properties, which, by the way, Birdie Properties is like legendary in the space. You already know this, and I don't have to tell you, obviously. Yeah. But, you know, Brian, of course, is legendary in NARPUM, part of PMI. You know, he's done amazing things with that company. Sounds like you were a big part of that journey that Birdie Properties had in uh, building all, all that process and automation. And then you decided shift over to Homey. How, yeah, how that, why did I'm curious why why you chose to do that, and then maybe so you can talk about your your journey at home. It was an opportunity that kind of came out of the blue. Um, they were looking to start up the San Antonio and Austin market. Uh, I actually had met them at a conference months before. I couldn't even tell you. Then I told them at the conference what they had to do in order for them to even play in this space, and they, they were very young. And I started putting those pieces of the puzzle together. Uh, I got asked if uh, I wanted to uh, sit down and talk with them. So I, I had to sit down and at that time it seemed really exciting. I even brought it back. Ryan and I had a conversation and he made the decision real simple for me. Take the opportunity, 
run with it. If it's a horrible opportunity, you can always come back. So it's, it was a, a win-win. You can't, you can't not uh, take the opportunity at that point. So I, I went off and, and, and tried to build the markets here in Austin and San Antonio. And, uh, you know, maintenance is challenging within itself. And I'm sure you guys know it. You, you play in the space and uh, managing vendors is even tougher. And when you just don't have your uh, ducks in the row, sometimes it gets complicated. So there's just some frustrations coming on my end. It wasn't what I wanted it to be. A very good friend of mine, uh, someone that I hired uh, as a vendor and helped them grow their business and now it's thriving. Uh, me and him stay in touch all the time. We've, we turned that business relationship into a friendship. He, he and I were talking. He said, hey, I, I know somebody who started up a company and they, they need someone that understands workflow processes and understands how property managers operate. Can I make the introduction? Yeah, do it. And so I started talking with Heather and Michael Park from the November of last year all the way into the beginning of this year. Uh, they were still trying to figure out where the heck I could sit on the bus. <laughs> it was, uh, And it's a joke in the office because I've been hired and fired like five or six times now in the past seven months that I've been there simply because we've grown and it's always, okay, Blaze needs to be over here. I think Blaze can help over here. So it's just been... Where you guys want me today? What do you want me to do? <laughs> I think that's the story of any fast-growing company. Like, obviously, for me at Latchel, that doesn't really happen to me because I'm a founder here. But I could tell you a lot of our employees at Latchel feel the same way, which is like you you kind of have to go where needed at the moment, mm-hmm. especially when you're so good at your job and when you're good at what you do you end up being used to sometimes patch the new hole that appeared as, as you grew and things like that. Yeah. I, I think I got fired and hired twice in one day, like no joke. I got fired in the morning, had a new job. And then by the afternoon in a team meeting, I got fired from that job and was putting it in another role. Like, Man, that's a, that's a record. <laughs> <laughs> Do you thrive in that environment? Like it, I, I, you could call it maybe controlled chaos, yeah. Uh, yes and no. I mean, there's. I like to know what I'm doing, um, but if you're going into a startup company and, and or even just a small business property manager, let's just for all the property managers there. If you're in this industry, you have to be able to adjust and switch gears very quickly because you know one moment you got a tenant calling because their house is on fire, and then the next moment you got an owner coming in with their lawyer for some lawsuit. So, uh, and then, then you have the happy email that rarely happens, you know? (laughs) So you have to be ready to adjust through it. So I think my time as a property manager helps me in this role and in a startup company that, you know, when you know, everything just hurt stops, no one goes to complete panic mode. It's okay. Yeah. You know, the hands go up in the air, but we start figuring out how do we solve this problem? And, uh, it's nice. That's the whole team. Everybody that's there are just amazing people and no one just loses it and walks out the door when, you know, we have to shift gears. Everybody's a team player. Uh, when we're going left, we're going left. And when we got to turn right, everybody turns right. So uh, it's really fun. I enjoy working with everybody over there. That's awesome. So you, you went from homey to rent bridge. And now and I'm how long have you... talking to you. <laughs> and I, now you're here talking with me. <laughs> How long have you been at Renbridge? Uh, since the end of January. So what's that? Six, seven months. Awesome. Yeah, something like cool. that. So. And as a senior consultant there, what do you focus on? So I'm meeting with the property managers as they're coming into uh, and gathering information from our website, whether they're uh, surfing around and just you know, per, you know perusing the site or they're actually asking to set up meetings. I'm the first point of contact. I'm sitting down with them. I'm finding out their business, how many doors you have, what are your pain points? Are you looking to automate? Do you even know what automation is? And addressing that first, uh, that first high level conversation. And then once walking them through the whole process and once they get through and, and they signed up, they get turned over to a fabulous team of writers and, and campaign guys and, and previous property managers that will roll out all of our automation processes for them. But my main goal is to basically get to know this property manager because none of this happens overnight. We're not, we're not meeting with someone and signing a contract the next day. This is definitely a, 
a business decision and there's going to be multiple conversations that we're going to have. So it's important that the first point of contact that they have is somebody who's been in the trenches, done it, you know, done the growth thing, failed, and then regrew. I can relate to pretty much every company, whether they're startup or very, very successful. Mm -hmm. I've done both sides of the equation and, and felt many of the pain points that, that they've had. Are there things that signal a lot of potential when you talk to an interested property management company? Maybe anything about how they're structured, how many units they have, or anything about their mindset that would indicate to you this person has a really strong opportunity to automate workflow and be successful? Yeah. Um, door count really isn't the key. Um, now that we've re we recently rolled out uh, two different packages as well. We have three packages for the automation side, but a door count, we can work with someone that's purely in startup mode, um, trying to grow their business all the way up to the fully established company. Um, when we first, even before I was around, we were more uh, geared towards an established company. But our, our I would say the, the people that we're most successful with are the uh, property managers coming in that they're wanting to grow and keep their staff. Like we really don't want to work with someone that uh, comes in and says, I really want to fire half my team, you know, give it to these salaries. Mm -hmm. That's not the mindset. You, They're there and they're going to help you grow. What we want to do is work with you to alleviate the stress and the pain points and all the inner communication that gets all clogged up day to day. And let's keep those five to 10 individuals that have been in the trenches with you. Let's keep them there and let's double your company. Now everybody's happy and you're making more money. Uh, we're, we want to sit down with the people that want to grow and grow with their uh, current team and be successful. So it's about making the current team massively more effective. Yeah. I mean, we have people look at us like deer in the headlights when we start talking about automation and how much we can automate. If their team's on that call, they start looking around the room like, oh, I'm going to lose my job. And I don't know what it is when you hear automation. It, that, that is like the, the side effect. People just get freaked out thinking they're going to lose their job. And so we have to go, whoa, 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 we're not here to fire a single person. We're actually here to make all of your jobs so much easier and enjoyable and where you want to come to work and where you get rid of all the, the mundane, hey, Mr. Owner, do you want to renew this lease? Hey, Mr. Owner, do you want to renew this lease? We're removing those daily tasks out of your day-to-day -day so that you're actually working on fun work you know you should enjoy your job so if you're actually dealing with the parts of property management that are exciting then you're going to go to work every day and that's our goal is to eliminate just the mundane the the, the white noise as we call it yeah it's it's actually a misconception about latchel too that we sometimes get oh which I is, i'm sure uh, people yeah, like, oh my god we're gonna fire everybody in our well, <laughs> that or or you know if for a lot of like the solopreneurs it's cool, I, I, I get latchel and never have to think about maintenance again. But the truth is, whatever automation's involved, automation doesn't think for you, yeah. right? Automation creates consistency, reliability in the process. It eliminates sort of the mundane, like routine work that you have to do, but you still need the brain. You're absolutely right. right? So I, I think of automation like the robot but it needs the human brain inside to really behave and work like a human and make the decisions that you need done. Uh, I don't know if I've ever told this uh, story on any of the podcasts we've done, but I'll just say it now because it's relevant. It's, it's chess related. Uh, do, do you play chess at all? I, I know how to play, but I'm not going to sit here and say I'm really good at it. <laughs> I, I'm not good at it either. Like I, I've played enough I got an app on my and, phone. I play it here and there. Okay. So. That, that's enough. So, um, Chess is interesting because the players that do the best in chess are your average chess player, so probably you and me, and a computer playing. That combination of computer and, and the, the normal kind of skilled person like me or you does best in chess. We would do better with a computer playing chess doing that automation with us than a grandmaster. Huh. And interestingly, the grandmaster and a computer do worse than me or you with a computer. And really it comes down to 
in anything, any case of automation, you need the, 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 the human brain there to be like that horsepower directing it. Oh, 100%. I mean, there's, there's still decisions that have to be made within your company. Now, we, we've taken the collections pipeline and everything that we roll out, we call them pipelines, but just in the late rent collections, we've made that pretty much a humanless process. But there still has to be a human there because what happens if that tenant calls up and there's been a situation and you work out a, a payment plan for them? Well, the automation is just not going to understand a payment plan. You need to, you got to physically move that tenant out of the, the pipeline and put them over an on hold position because you've worked something out. So you're always going to have to have human bodies. This is a customer service business. Property management 100% is customer related. You have tenants, you have owners, you have vendors, you have real estate agents. Every day you're speaking with people. We can automate a lot of that, but you still have to have human interaction. You're still going to have to go out and meet and shake hands. And you're still going to have to make that decision. Like, do we evict this tenant or do we work out a deal with this tenant? The computer is not going to do that for you. A computer may be able to give you a uh, suggestion. You know, a lot of the people that are using uh, ways to all the uh, different companies out there to run their applications, it suggests if you should rent or not rent to this tenant. It yeah. gives them a profile of, you know, good, bad, really horrible, <laughs> whatever it is. But it doesn't say yes or no. It, it's just giving you a suggestion. Can you tell us about some of those pipelines that you implement yeah. for your customers that automate these things? So we focus on uh, th the main foundation of property management. The one that we don't really play with uh, is maintenance. There are players like you out there that really have this down. Um, we do minimal uh, um, automation with the maintenance pipelines uh, just because you can contest to it handling vendors, handling tenants, making those schedules. That is a whole other beast. And, um, you know, you look at the process of a maintenance request coming in and then someone after touching it and all the things that happens like a spider web effect after that of what needs to happen with maintenance request. Yeah. It's the same thing that happens with everything else in the business. Some people beat us to the punch. We're going to let them all play with it. We, we partner with you guys for a reason to uh, offer when we have someone wanting to go high level maintenance, we're going to, push them kind of towards you because it's just something we want to play in. But we, we really focus on back to your question. I'm sorry. I got my rent there, but, uh, we focus on late rent collections, renewals, sales and onboarding, leasing, move in, move out and, and lockbox. Uh, oddly enough, uh, that was a high level request and where the heck are my lockboxes? Uh, so in those pipelines and what we, we use HubSpot and uh, HubSpot was designed for marketing. And when Heather and you know, back up, Michael and Heather uh, started their own property management business, grew it to a little over a thousand doors, sold the property management business. Heather went and started RentBridge and originally it was going to be a marketing and consulting company. And she was using HubSpot. Michael joined her a little later on and saw the automations that HubSpot does for sales and marketing. And HubSpot actually laughed. They're like, There's no way you can automate property management. Well, he figured it out. And like last June, we were... Uh, highlighted at the the London Hub, which is a huge international conference for uh, HubSpot and all of their components, and they highlighted RentBridge as a unified business company, and that's what we're doing. We're unifying all the business that's happening within your company. So, on um, the late rent uh, renewals or late rent uh, late rent collections, we're going in and if you have Appfolio and property where we have bridges built for them, we're working on a bridge with rent. Uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, not renters. What is, uh, what is the <laughs> uh, rent manager? Yeah, there we go. I yeah, know yeah. Sorry, we're working for rent manager uh, to build that bridge as well. Um, but what we do is we do daily pools out of that uh, software. So if you have that folio, we're pooling. And if you're a traditional, let's just use what I had to run through. On the first, you paid your rent. The third at midnight, you're late. So on the fourth, before everybody gets to the office, we have pulled all that data out into that pipeline and you now know every tenant that is late and that's on like a basic configuration but we go all the way up to our full automation to where when that data got pulled every tenant got uh, received an email phone call text that they are late and you don't have to touch it if now by the sixth it's now time to send out a three-day notice when we pull that data back out again on the sixth and it's pulled every day but on the sixth it gets pulled and it sees that all these properties 
still have a balance, they now get moved over automatically into send a three day notice. If you're living in a state where you don't have to send a certified letter, we can automate that too. Right when it moves over there. So we do this at eight in the morning. Everybody through Postalytics is going to receive a mailed three day notice or a seven day notice, whatever your notice is. Yeah, if you live right. in a state where you have to uh, deliver it in person or uh, send a certified letter, then we automate out a task to whoever's supposed to do that, telling them these are the three day notices or whatever, you know, your, your get the heck out notice need to be created and mailed or delivered. Um, so in every one of our pipelines does that on the base level, when a lease comes in, you'll know all your leases and you can move that lease to the deal. Or if you're automating it, we can get it all the way to the point to where as that lease is moving through, it automatically sends the, the, the lease out. It pulls the data, fills out the lease for you. So you don't have to actually fill the lease out. So if you moved seven leases that were approved for moving or approved for lease signing into that deal, all seven of them would get a lease instantaneously right out filled out so it, it it eliminates having to sit down and write a lease every time it eliminates having to sit down and make the phone call for every tenant that didn't pay the rent it eliminates having to call every single owner and emailing every single owner that hey your lease renewals up do you want to renew this tenant because that that's a fun process uh i want to talk about it well are they good tenants you know <laughs> it's a back and forth game all right now i gotta prove it now i gotta go call the tenant now i gotta go ask the tenant if they want to renew the lease we can eliminate that mr owner you want to renew the lease yes no schedule a time to talk and we really really focus on trying to keep you off the phone so when your phone rings you're actually answering it's not just that can i put a trampoline in my backyard <laughs> can i add another pet it's schedule a time to talk and we even have some clients right now on like the lease renewal process they uh, they only allow you to schedule times so we build it into that email that goes out if you're an owner and want to talk about the lease renewal they only do it on tuesday thursdays they Wednesday, uh, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. They don't talk about lease renewals. They have other things to do. So if the this owner is kind of crazy, so yeah. you usually take these six like core pipelines that are essential to any property management business. You build out all the automation layers using HubSpot. Mm -hmm. So it, I, I assume it's automating like messages getting sent, taking these responses, auto filling out information, reducing a lot of the just like the human work to organize all this stuff. How do, as a property manager, if I, if I, you know, buy into this system, how am I supposed to interact with it every day? Am I logging into HubSpot and HubSpot's telling me like, hey, this is all the stuff you actually need to do because the automation needs your yeah. help? How does that work? So we, we have an onboarding process and that first 30, 45 days, we are getting you and your team to live in HubSpot. And and that time we, we are uh, actually getting you guys to start using tickets and tickets are going to replace emails. We have a client that they actually started doing write-ups if you shot an email out for something to get done because they saw the value of if you create a ticket and you assign it to someone. So if I create a ticket and assign it to you, Evan, you now have a task. It's there. It's on your dashboard and you know what you have to do. And we can even take it to the next step of if it doesn't get done in a certain amount of time, it gets elevated to where the manager now gets notified it hasn't been done. And, you know, some, and it's not to get someone in trouble. Maybe that person's so bogged down, we need to look at where mm. we can eliminate some of that, you know, stress that's coming on them. And that's what we've really done for a lot of our, our companies is by using tickets and deals and tasks, we've been able to come in there and find out we are overloading Evan every single day. <laughs> like Evan is never going to get out of this hole. We need to break this up. And then you realize that the, that the process might need to be tweaked and changed. And all of a sudden the ball just starts rolling. And by the end of our rollout and we've done all the automations, they just have this clean running machine that everybody knows what their job is. You know, if you're a leasing agent, your dashboard is purely leasing information. You're not gonna look at anything else. And if you're a high level director, you have the ability to look at everything that's going on and know what's happening. So you can see if uh, fortunately, if you do have someone on the bus that's not getting their job done, you can address it. No one can hide at that point because we're going to be able to run metrics and see how long does it take someone to respond to a task? What's their average uh, ticket closing time? You know, yeah. These are all things that help you grow your business. That you should know, do we need to hire someone? Do we have a chink in the chain? 
this all like reinforces to me that what I said earlier, which is it feels like the ethos of Latchel and Rent Bridge are, are perfectly aligned. We have a leadership principle that we call deliver results, measure results. And you said something that I think is really important, which is your system gives visibility into where the kinks could be. On our side, we just call that measuring results. But to continuously improve and deliver a higher and higher measure of results, you need to be able to measure that, find the kinks, and then iron them out. And like you said, you know, if you're overloading Evan, we'll figure out why is Evan being overloaded. It could be something downstream or, I mean, upstream, right? Like what, what point in the process is actually creating all this work that eventually goes to Evan? Or it might just be if you can't solve anything upstream, how do you better distribute that work downstream to actually be effective? And what we're seeing with it is in that first 30, 45 days, no automation is taking place. We're building out your platform mm. we're building these pipelines so that's where it's like the the light bulb clicks they go oh <laughs> all right <laughs> we really need the automation because now i see where the flow of it just stops right here in this mm. one part and a lot of it is that again those mundane emails the mundane tasks they're, they're nothing they have to be done even though we're calling them mundane and they're white noise they have to happen or you're not gonna have a business but if we can remove those and simply convert this into an automated phone call, an email, or a text, or automate out the task so as it's moving, it creates what needs to happen at that time. So you're not mm -hmm. having to physically go, did you're I create not work in, in a lot of ways? Yeah. You're creating the cue that each person kind of has to hit every day. Yep. Awesome. Now, do your customers still have to go work out of Appfolio or Rent Manager as well, or do they only work out of HubSpot? They're going to use that for their accounting side of the business, but their day-to-day, -day, they're going to be living most of their day in HubSpot um, just because of everything that's coming in and out. We're pulling all that data out, mm -hmm. and uh, it, it's creating the deals for them. So they'll be living majority, most of the time out of, out of HubSpot. Let's. I, I want to get to the inbound marketing and growth side yeah. that you yeah. automate too. Before we go there, do you have any success stories on the workflow automation side that you want to share? Yeah. Oh, we have a few. Um, we recently um, just took a client that for their late rent collections, they had four bodies that um, did their late rents. Um, they averaged about 130 dollars a month that fell into owing money. They're a, a rather large property management company, a four-figure, uh, you know, four figures and doors count. Uh, four people dedicated to collecting late rent roll, and we were able to now cut that down to a person and a half, about fifteen hours a month. And when you look at salary, that's about two hundred twenty-five thousand dollars in salary. They took those individuals. They're now doing other parts of the business, helping out where they can help out at. But we've made that process pretty much humanless. The only time the human steps in is when you physically have to go to court and do an action. Other than that, from the moment we pull their uh, rent roll out and it plugs into HubSpot, it is a set it and forget it. It just keeps going. Unless you get a, you set up a, a, a payment plan with a tenant, then you're going to move them over to the on hold status. And if that tenant defaults in that payment plan, you can put them right to where they need to be on that pipeline and the automations will take back over again. Uh, and if they pay their rent in between that time and they have a zero balance, then the next morning you're going to see them over on zero balance. But we mm -hmm. literally took it from where they were pulling their hair out, throwing bodies at a problem. Now they've removed bodies and put those bodies to other places in the business to help out. And well, I feel like saving a quarter million a year in salaries is enough to it. it at least incentivize some of our listeners to have a conversation with you. That's huge. <laughs> and you can think of it. They're still there. Those people are still working, You, but they're not stuck spending 60 plus hours a month on one task. Their rent collections went up so much to where, even though they went late, if you're charging late fees, they're making so much more revenue now because it's staying on top of the tenant. Because all it takes is that one phone call. You've now diverted your attention to what you were doing to be on the phone. Now you got to go pick it back up and go where you left off. 
if that automation is still playing, still, I don't want to say hounding the tenant, but reminding the tenant, pay your rent, pay your rent, we're going to evict you. And they're well better written. <laughs> so much better written that, yeah. than that. But we, we work with your team. We have a team of riders, but, you know, getting the point across, pay your rent. If it's constantly going through it, we got to the point where they can't even block the number. Yeah, you know, a lot of tenants that are habitual for causing problems, they block your phone number. They just want to answer. We bypass it. We go straight to voicemail. So that way, if you end up in court, you have proof that this phone call went out at this day at this time to voicemail. Oh, that's awesome. And this text message went out. So, but they have actually had an increase in uh, their rent being paid, even though they're late. So they've actually it's become a revenue stream for them. That's awesome. So let's let's go into growth because I know a lot of our listeners. For them, it's how do I scale. How do I grow? What are some of the marketing tactics you use with customers to increase you know, top of funnel? We focus and harp on inbound marketing. That is our bread and butter. Um, our, Laura, our VP, and Heather, they have a passion beyond belief for inbound marketing. I, coming from property management, had no idea what inbound is, and I'm still learning a lot about inbound marketing. But in the time I've been here, I've seen how powerful it is. And to kind of, you know, do a high level, quick run through of it, I guess you could say, is for those that don't understand inbound, it's not a funnel. It's not the one time click ad that goes out there and it generates all these leads that come in. It's a flywheel. It's, it's continuously, once that leads in there, continuously touching on them, growing their relationship with you. And that's extremely important when you're trying to manage someone's home or we're trying to sign a new client. People are going to come to the website, click around and leave. Do you have a call to action? Do you have anything on there that triggers you to know, hey, <laughs> someone was on my website and they were interested in a service. If you don't, you've, you've, you're missing out on so many leads. So we, we start with inbound and we use it as ourselves uh, with campaigns, drip campaigns and blogs, curated content. Our goal is to make, even if our, our client is the expert, we make them look like the expert on the internet. So when someone goes out and Googles, how do I evict my tenant in Georgetown, Texas? And you're a property manager in Georgetown, Texas, or you're a property manager in San, or you're a uh, landlord in, in, in San Antonio. You should be popping up first with some kind of content that you know, and a lot of it is that curated blogs that talk about, here's what you have to do to evict the tenant successfully in the state of Texas or in the state of California or in the state of whatever, listing out the laws, listing out how it works. And if you write it and it's this long, that do-it-themselves landlord might swallow and go, I need to hire someone. So we make our clients look like the experts. Even if they already are the experts, their online presence starts becoming very, very big. And on top of that, if you're with inbound, it's out there. Once it's out there, it's there. It's you click ads, you pay for them. Once you stop paying for them, they go away. So yeah. whatever you're out there, it's there. So if someone types or Googles something four months from now, two years from now, it's going to pop back up. So uh, I want to touch on this principle of flywheel. Um, I, I think funnel is easier to understand. Yeah. And it's like step one, step two, step three, step four, you're done. That, that's what your yeah. funnel is. You're, you're bringing someone through to like a, a close. Um, and it's a very linear flow, I guess you could call it, right? That's what a funnel is. Where a flywheel, really a, another word for it, I think would be like a virtuous cycle. That the more activity you get in the flywheel, the better your flywheel becomes. And I think your content example is a good is, is a good example to touch on the flywheel principle because if I write an article on, you know, eviction in San Antonio, the more hits I get on that article, the more Google is likely to show that article first. And you're exactly. creating this virtuous cycle now where as you get hits, more people are likely to come. And it's you see this sort of J curve, this exponential curve in the, you know, efficacy of that marketing that if you can write a good piece of content and you can track it and, and, and see everyone coming to it and kind of bring them into this ecosystem you've created more and more people in that area are likely to come in as well. So like doing a good job suddenly turns into a fantastic job, you know, that gives you thousands of hits and thousands of views. 
is that what you mean when when you say flywheel that these things build on themselves and we the goal is when you look at what a lot of the traditional marketing that's out there it's it's like a shotgun effect you know blast it out there and hope for the best and it's, this is almost like a reverse shotgun effect we're wanting all those leads to come in based off of what they're googling and and putting a lot of that information out there on the internet for them to find and we play the google game i mean you you have to have a certain amount of words you have to do certain things you have to have certain links and in order for google to to put you at the top of that page you got to put time into that it is not something that you can do taking your cell phone and hey guys i'm walking down the street today da, da, da. that's not gonna get you to the top of google it's not gonna happen you could do a million of them you're just not gonna get there do you build these uh, flywheels for your customer? Or do you work with them and have them build like the content and all that? We have campaigns that are already kind of put together that that's back up. <laughs> we work with the customer 100% what they want. We have a client out of Florida that they wanted to campaign on their uh, evictions protection. Okay. Well, we're going to write about, your evictions protection and we did a full-blown campaign and got that out on the internet so it, we will work with anyone on anything they want to do but as like for a startup company that might not really know where they need to touch we have like the starting points of a campaign that maybe you should focus on and what you should you know uh, roll out we have a team of writers that are fantastic that will sit down and whatever we write for you so if we're writing something for latchel we in another Latchel pops up down the road in another uh, city, we would never write the same thing. It might be the same topic, but it, we won't just copy and paste it over. That's one thing we stick to. Uh, we will find a way to you know continue to do that for our clients. It will always be custom content. So if we write about uh, you know pet screening for client over in Michigan, and then a client down in uh, in Florida wants to do an article about pet screening, it's going to be the same topic, but. We're going to gear it one towards your company, really focus it on your company, and two, it's going to be rewritten in a, the way that doesn't match up with the one before. Is content the the main focus of the inbound marketing, or are there other pipelines or like flywheels that you create? Once once they come in, the nurturing process. Um, well, we're an automation company, so we automate the bejesus out of our marketing, and we do it for our clients too. Once they're in, you. I can't stay up 24 hours and, and hit every lead. We have people that come to our website at two in the morning. I'm asleep. I got a one-year-old and that kid's waking up. Like I'm not staying up all night long to grab leads. So when they come in, if they click on something, if they go through and they want to know more about our marketing or know more about our automation, they click on it. We're already firing off response emails with call to actions and call to actions like, hey, schedule a meeting with Blaze. And, and, and then they get put built in. When I wake up, I have new leads and it tells me, what Evan did or what so-and-so did, where they were at, when they came in, what they clicked on. And, the, and now I know, okay, so this person was on my website. They were interested in automating the business or they were interested in the marketing side of the business. Mm -hmm. They clicked on this article. They looked at this blog. So now when I reach out to them, it's a, it's a, a personal approach. And, now. and you're building all of this inside HubSpot. It's 100% in there. It's kind of uh big brotherish to sit there and say, I can, uh, I can yeah, literally I'll, look at everything you clicked <laughs> on my website, when you did it, how long you're there, yeah. uh, what you downloaded. But uh, for, for a property manager, if you have an owner, a potential owner, an investor that comes in and they come and they click on your, your sample property management agreement, they, they click on uh, your pet screening. They click on, they click on a few things. When you go to call them, you can use that as your startup talking points. It's not just a, hey, Evan, so uh, I saw that you filled out, contact me. Um, how are you doing? No, you already have a list of what they're interested in. They came to your website. Awesome. They're interested in something. Yeah. Talk to them about that. Get this conversation going. So uh, I'll, I'll say two things to, to reinforce what you just said. The first is uh, Latchel is actually in the process of switching to HubSpot uh, on that they're platform you're you're talking it's about amazing. we're still in like exploration and transition phases of it but it's really awesome what they can do and you know his, we've been using this mishmash of, of tools like mailchimp uh sms magic woodpecker and um 
pipe drive, all kinds of like crazy things that we're trying to like slam together. And HubSpot is beautiful in that it just unifies all of that and makes all of that really simple. Uh, I, I actually don't think it's Big Brother E. Um, the reason for that <laughs> is I, I'm my my home office here is in the shadow of Facebook. Literally, if I look out my window, I see the, the Facebook campus here in Menlo Park. And when I look out my window here, I'm like, that's, that's the real big brother right there. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> but point of this is it's important to really understand who it is that's reaching out to you. And it's, it's what I love about what you're talking about is it's taking that, it's personalizing it. So the message to them is authentic. It's genuine. It doesn't feel like just some like, oh, this is my sales process it really means something to them because they've now told you what, what they're talking to you about, what they want to know. What we're doing too is once you get that personalized, once you know they came through, sometimes you can't get them on the phone. We're building out sequences and workflow automation to where for me, on my day-to-day, if someone came to my website and they played around, I put them in a sequence and then it reminds me of when I need to go follow up and call them, when I need to send a follow-up email. And we, we build the, the, the content out custom to that person. So if I roll them in because they came from the automation side, I have an automation way of like what what I should be reaching out to them for. And that way you're not sending them the plain Jane marketing email. That's a template that you copy and paste over every time and you just put in, hi, John. And then it's everything. It, it just is quick, hey, send video, send video email number three to Evan. And video num- email number three means I need to get a little bit more aggressive on what our property management automation systems is. And it's a video. Like I literally put a Vidyard video in there instead of a traditional uh, email. So now it's more, you know, it's a personalized approach to get a hold of someone. But we're bringing that to our clients. Our clients are getting that as well. They're not, you know, we're, we're teaching them not to use the the basic out of the box techniques. It's you have to kind of get crazy with it sometimes. I, mean, I have. I have a whiteboard that I hold up and write people's names on it <laughs> and hold it up for the beginning of the video. It's, it works. And that's what we're yeah. going to teach our clients in the marketing side with, you know, this is what you need to do. So we have uh, one of our customers who was on the podcast um, a couple months ago, his name's Peter McKenzie from Rincon property management. He uses, I think it's called bomb bomb. Bomb bomb. Yep. And it, it's hilarious because even when he's just sending me an email half the time, it, it won't be text. It'll be a bomb bomb, Dude, you, which you is it's just so your simple. Bomb, you're out. You're never, ever going to send a full length video ever or uh, email ever again. You're going to hit a few points and you're just going to, you're going to talk into it. And it's, it makes it way easier. <laughs> you get your point across. It's more understood too. It's easier to consume the information than you know, reading through something and potentially missing context. You know, Latchel is largely a remote company and it's important to us that when we're even talking together about projects we're working on, that we do it on Google Meet. Because if I can see your, you know, even if it's a little fuzzy from bad internet, if I can see your face and see your facial expressions, see you say something with a smile on your face, well, I'm going to interpret that far different than, you know, with a stern look. I look at it, it, I can't tell you how many times I had to send a owner an email where, you know, you have the owner and everybody at property management can do it, relate to this, they don't want to pay for the repair. And you you write the email, and I used to have to bring different staff members in because <laughs> I'm dry on emails. It's just, <laughs> it's bad. So I would read this real quick and tell me if this comes off as really bad. <laughs> and, the, and that's me being clean. Uh, I wish we used it because it would have been so much uh, nicer to send them a video of, hey, owner, I wrote it up. I understand that you don't have the money right now. These are the options that you have, but this is a repair that you have to make. Like you have to do this. So, yeah, if you're not using video uh, emails, you need to look into it. It's awesome. I just made a note for myself that I think our core (laughs) operations team should start using BombBomb instead of full-length emails when we need help from our customers. So. I would cool. look at Vidyard. I'm not trying. I don't get paid. Oh, Vidyard? For saying Vidyard, but just what Vidyard can do, I would look at Vidyard. Could you sp- Vidyard like V I D Y A R D? This is Vidyard.com. Uh, 
I can tell you right sure now. If I, Google it. I, I mean, you type it in Google, you're going to find it. It has a little green ladybug. Okay. Vidyard green ladybug. There you go, folks. Look for the green ladybug. <laughs> it Perfect. integrates into Google. It's on the top of my uh, uh, screen. I literally, if I, I can be in the middle of doing something and I can click on it and it'll fire up the camera and I click record and then I can share the screen. Awesome. And so that's another thing that's fun with it too. You could be like, Hey, so in your portal, you go over here, this is where you need to click. All right. Now let me know if you have any questions. Save you uh, I want to back us up before we go into this whole of Vidyard and <laughs> customer support and all that. Um, <laughs> as fantastic as it is. Uh, I, I just want to touch on one last thing on the growth side. Yeah. Um, if you have any numbers or averages, or even if it's one or two success stories of the types of leads you've created for your customers and what, what that's done to their business. I'd love to hear about that. If you can give us an idea of like the volume or the expectation someone should have. So now, uh, oddly enough, we are running case studies right now. We are at the point in our growth cycle where we have clients that are fulfilling their, uh, their full start to finish. And, uh, we're sitting down with these clients to run case studies. Uh, we have clients who have grown. Um, tell you the exact numbers, I don't have that. Uh, but we are going to have those, and they're going to be blown up through our blogs pretty quickly. Um, we have one in uh, South Carolina that we want to sit down and, and really touch on them because they went from in the middle of their rollout, he had staff quit. Just they were. They, they were being discovered, basically. That's the way of putting it. Thing, things just weren't working out. So he had staff quit. He had to rehire. He still kept growing in that. Had what? staff quit, hired new people. And because we had certain pipelines already built out and had workflows going, these new people were trained very quickly. It was right there in front of them. And so uh, they're almost done with full configuration. And I believe they're going to roll over into the marketing side of things and, and use us as a marketing tool. That's awesome. I, I want to touch on that because it, it's a value point that you you didn't say earlier, but I think actually for a lot of our customers, it's going to matter a lot. And that's that getting HubSpot implemented with these pipelines, with the automations that you create, actually make training easier. Yeah. So think about this. If you sit down and you're the, the business development manager, and you have all your leads in front of you and they're in the pipeline in whatever phase they're at, you know, all the way up to uh, waiting on uh, owner to sign the, the, the PMA and you're hiring someone new. If you're putting this into a spreadsheet or doing something that it's not written out in a process, it's going to take longer to, to train them. If they can sit down, you give them a login and now they have the exact same sales dashboard as you with the same pipeline right in front of them, they're going to see the same thing you see every single day. And those little mundane tasks with this deal moves from uh, ready to uh, ready to sign and it moves over and they don't have to go, okay, how do I write up the PMA? How do I do this every single time? It, it creates a automatic task of remind the owner that the deal's gone out or whatever the case may be. Training is going to be a heck of a lot faster because they're not having to do a lot of that back and forth in the mundane tasks that we've kind of touched on there. That's awesome. Um, what we like to actually say is uh, if say your BDM leaves, quits or goes on vacation, you can pull it up as the business owner or anyone can quickly open up that dashboard and know exactly what's happening at every phase of that. And that's for any of these pipelines. Who's all moving out? Where are they at in the move out process? Where are the make ready at? You can pull that dashboard up and it doesn't get lost. So we, we also eliminate that Johnny quit. I got to go comb through four mm. years of email to figure out what Johnny was doing. No, you see exactly what Johnny's been doing. It's right there in front of you. All his emails are logged. All of the conversations are documented. All the phone calls are documented. And you know exactly everything is working on and everything, every deal, what phase it's in. So that's a huge perk to having this as well, that you can alleviate that. Ugh, I don't want to fire someone or man, I hope they don't quit or I really don't want someone to go on vacation. <laughs> you know, you can't take that on vacation. No way. 
Yeah, yeah, totally. Which is a bummer to put any employee in. You can't leave because if you leave, we have no idea what to do without you. Yeah, and that's scary as a business owner. I've, I've, I've lived it. Oh God, they quit. What are we gonna find? Actually, a, a good friend, Steve Rosenberg. He calls it the Easter eggs. What Easter eggs are we gonna find? Yeah. <laughs> so. yeah. so before we, I'm going to kind of take us into wrap up mode here, but before we do that, and before I, I, I give people a chance to find out how to like get in touch with you and where to go to learn more about RentBridge, I want to see if you have any pieces of advice. Uh, a lot of our listeners, they're, they're trying to grow their business. They're trying to scale, you know, they, they hit hurdles at, at either um, on the marketing side or they hit hurdles on the operation side, feeling like they can't grow because the, the operation is too cumbersome. What pieces of advice would you give to a property manager looking to scale their company? Don't be afraid of technology. I don't know what it is, but technology scares property managers. Um, technology is your friend. Technology is going to help you grow your business. Um, you're not going to be able to grow your business and make money if you have to continuously make hires. Because every time you make a hire, all those doors you just brought on ate up all that revenue. So you're gonna have to sit down and find a way to automate or get a lot of this off your plate. There's a lot of third-party vendors that do things for you that can save you so much time. There's people that can run your applications. There's people that can screen your pets. There's people that can help you with your maintenance. So, you can't be afraid of technology and you can't be afraid of seeing what you can do to, uh, to automate and heck all those third party vendors that are out there. We found a way to unify all of that as one big play. So if you have Latchel, filter easy and citizens home solutions, pet screening, we automate all of that at one time. So yeah, you need to look at unifying your business and really just don't be afraid of technology. I, I don't know what it is, man. I'm sure you guys see it all the time time but it's they they see something like oh no 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 can't do that yeah i think sometimes change can feel risky but i think it's important as a business owner to look at risk not as am i taking a chance the more important thing is to say if i take this chance and it doesn't work is that game over for me and if it's not game over for you it's pretty low risk if you can take that chance to start implementing automation, watch it, measure it, see how it works, there's almost no risk in that other than the time it takes. But that time investment could mean more profitability if you automate the right things. You're growing your business. I promise you, you're going to make some failures. <laughs> like You're just going to hit some brick walls. If you're going to successfully grow your business, things are going to happen. We we just hit our one of our first big brick walls of ourselves and we had to sit down look at our business look at our model look at our pricing and it was stressful but we came back added packages brought our pricing down and, and changed a few things and, and made another hire um just because we we were at that point we we could only automate so much <laughs> within our own company so we, yeah. we needed to put another body in here so but we're going to fail again uh, is it tomorrow god i hope not but uh, down the road, another brick wall is going to come come your way, and you're going to have to make a decision: Do I take the leap? You know, and 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 really think it out. Don't just jump blind. Like you just said, if it's something that you can, if you fail, your business still runs. Then that's a low risk. Give it a shot, yeah. and you know that you got to do it. You got to you got to embrace change. So, where can people find out about the packages RentBridge offers? How can they get in touch with you if they have questions? Uh, just go to uh, rentbridgegroup.com. Um, from there, you just click on services. Depending on what you're interested in, click on you know, either the automation or the marketing side. We have plenty of calls to action on there. You literally click on schedule a call or schedule a demo, and it will get you straight to me. And if I'm booked up, then you'll get with Heather Park, one of our founders. So uh, again, rentbridgegroup.com. And it'll have all the information you want and tons of downloadable content, and blogs and other stuff on there. Awesome. Um, I've had the 
awesome opportunity to speak with Heather before. She's awesome. Blaze, you're awesome. Thanks so much for coming on. Everyone listening, make sure you get in touch with either Blaze or Heather. Uh, Both amazing, intelligent people that can help you grow your business. So uh, thanks for tuning in, everyone. Blaze, thanks so much for joining. Um, And remember, head over to rentbridgegroup.com to learn more. And uh, if you're interested in learning more about Latchel's service, head over to latchel.com, click book a demo. Maybe I'll talk to you. Maybe another account executive will talk to you. Either way, you're going to have a ton of fun. You'll learn a lot. So book a meeting with us and uh, make sure you follow our Crowdcast channel for next week's session. Thanks, everybody. Thanks so much, please. Appreciate it. It was a good time. Yeah. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Subscribe to the podcast to stay up to date. Hit that subscribe button. Give us some love. Maybe give us a five-star review, too, if you like what you're hearing. And I have an ask for you. I'd like you to go to latchel.com and click the book a demo button to schedule time to talk with us. We want to hear about your business, how you've been, how you're growing, how maintenance is going at your company. Maybe we can work together. Maybe not but you won't know unless you talk to us. So go to latchel.com, click the book a demo button. I'm looking forward to talking to you. I know the rest of our team here is. So go do that as soon as you can. Thanks everyone. See you back next week.